0: I'm saying we're not major players. Um, we are not a, 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 we're not a WTF or a, a Conan O'Brien needs a friend or, um, I don't know, how did this get made? We're, we're not even a James Bonding.
1: I, I, you know, that saying we can use to our advantage, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think uh, we're the, un- or the scrappy underdog. We are the Rocky Balboa Podcasts.
0: We're an underdog, are we? Scrappy, I, I'm. Feeling, I'm usually a little more sleepy than Scrappy.
1: I'm ready to fight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm Team Cockroach, man. I'm ready to fight and claw. You know, I'm ready to save the universe with this podcast.
0: Right on. So, well, the, speaking of this podcast, this is what the fork. And I'm Jared. I'm Jason. You can find uh, us social media-wise on Twitter at WhatTheForkPod and Instagram at WhatTheForkPod. Um, Email us at WhatTheForkPod at gmail.com. And uh, you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite um, podcast platforms. And please rate and review or, or... Whatever, recommend us to your friends, etc. Mm. Et
1: or even better, I, recommend us to your enemies.
0: Sure, uh, make them friends. Um, yeah, you know, it it, it it can be a bridge. You can you can come together over this podcast. That's true. Um, it it may it will go something along the lines of, "Did you check out that podcast? I sent you the link to." Yeah, yeah I did. Man, don't those guys just like go on and on and on? <laughs> We're the Switzerland, the podcast uh, oh. you know the how was the podcast? Two hours, but they talked about this show for like thirty minutes.
1: That's that's the genius, man. Just just strap hey. in.
0: S- just strap in. Oh boy. <laughs>
1: just just let it ride, man. Just let it ride.
0: <laughs> Anyway, you can, you can find my, my friend here across the interwebs at uh, Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on uh, Twitter and Instagram.
1: And you can find uh, Mr. Duran here at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter. Drop the underscore like it's hot on the Instas. And hey, <laughs> I don't want to not sound organic here. But as we were talking just briefly off mic, uh, you know, we do have more merch available to us. Uh,
0: yes. You can now You can now tell everyone to drop the underscore like it's hot. Um, yes. It'll be a real conversation starter because people would be like, what the fuck is that?
1: More like, what the fork is that?
0: There there, you go. That's that's the natural <laughs> conversation. Somebody says, what the fuck is that? And you're like, excuse me. No, what the fork is that? Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> this is how we unofficially explore the good place.
0: Exactly. For at least um, six or seven more episodes, right?
1: That's right. Um, but anyway, Redbubble, um, search for what the fork or who and why will I believe? You know. You set this up. This is your thing,
0: yeah, I I, I do know, um, and and I accordingly put the uh, the link to the shop in the show notes. So okay, just click the little I on your podcast player, and it blows up and shows all the the uh, remarkable wit that I put into the uh, the show notes, and it has some links. Yeah, um, and of, of course everything that you do to help support us is very appreciated, um, as, uh, as as again, hopefully, if everything works, this show is going to sound like we're sitting in the same room, even though we're not, because we invested in a second recorder, and Jason should be sounding fantastic. Um, well, as fantastic as one can. Well, <laughs> he's... That's I'm the halfway thing. through you know, a white you've, 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 you've heard how he sounds over Zoom for so long that now it's going to sound like, uh, you know, like a regular Shadow Stevens over there. Hey!
2: Center um, <laughs> <Sir> Square!
1: <laughs>
0: Big points to anybody who doesn't have to Google Shadow Stevens.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Shadow Stevens wasn't Center Square. He was the, um, like, the left bottom square. But... On Hollywood Squares,
0: I mostly remember him from radio and from Dave's World.
1: Oh, because you, because you're, were you? Because he was a DJ in L.A., right? Yeah. So before he was the uh, yeah
0: Shadow Stevens, yeah, very um, very deep voice.
1: Um, they've been, or I think they stopped doing it, but for um, on on the analog stations. Channel 45.3 is like the old game show network <laughs> and it's called buzzer and they take out the E because, you know,
0: oh, because it's hip, it's hip, <laughs>
1: it's hip. And you get to see ads to how to, you know, to fix your hip <laughs> 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 and yes. along with other things. Anyway, for the longest time they were playing, um, they were playing the match game, Hollywood squares hour. So for the first half, they would be, um, it would be match game and whoever won match game got to play the champion from yesterday on Hollywood squares. And, uh, the celebrities were like, um, of course, Charles Nelson, Riley, um, and, um, oh, and just these, um, I seriously, they escaped me. I don't know where I was going with this, but like Pat Sajak, right. When he started doing wheel of fortune, mm. um, and it would rotate. So it wouldn't be center square would change literally every day. Um, Helen Reddy, <laughs> Oh, all right. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, uh, was one of them. Um, Bruce bomb, the comedian, uh, and he would just tell the most awful, like not funny jokes at all. (laughs) Like they're just not funny. Um, but, um, they weren't even funny for 1984. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, just was crazy. Like how, um, how much of a time warp it is. Um, so uh, but now they don't do that anymore. It's some show I never heard of, but from like the eighties with Monty Hall anyway, but that's you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, how's your it's week? It's a
0: little bit, it's a little bit there. I think, yeah, I, I do want this to be, uh, uh, more of a, of a, a distraction to people. Yeah. Um, so so I you know I I don't I don't uh I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I had I had definitely planned to completely disconnect and not um uh, not be engaged in in social media at all and not to to read anything and not keep checking in on the articles, um but yeah I, I couldn't help it yeah. I, I started looking at the map as soon as I started looking at the map it was over
1: yeah well in a way i when I was watching the up ep, uh, the episode this week or actually last night to be specific um this particular episode it just um everything about who the, the, what this episode revolves around um just kind of reminds me of Trump (laughs) Um, yeah like it was pretty um, I don't want to say it was like overt but obviously Brent is um, Brent's is definitely mild off of the typical white Republican male who feels privileged and you know so it, it was hard not to like not think of like uh, not think of Trump, even though it was supposed to be a, like a 20 minute distraction.
0: <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it was not enough of a distraction. So we do, uh, we do aside need aside from the election, though,
1: we do need to address the elephant in the room uh, that uh, last week at this time. We were poking fun at Sir Sean Connery. Oh yeah, um, and then I—I um,
0: I don't agree that we were poking fun. It's but bo- it's clear that we both have. I was speaking with reverence of Sean Connery. I was I, too.
1: I was too. S- I, if well, anything, Tahanis to blame.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was. It was just this crazy coincidence that that um that we're uh that we were happened to take a chunk of time and it's you know what it's not the first time we've talked about sean connery on our show no and and he he hasn't it's not the first time we talked about
1: yeah and it's not the first time we've talked about somebody and they died two days later
0: what when else did that happen you, you would ask, but
1: I, I know there was, like, someone who we've, like, killed off before.
0: <laughs> we didn't kill off Sean Connery.
1: I didn't kill off Sean Connery. You did.
0: I I, I didn't know such thing.
1: <laughs> With your words and your feelings. Anyway,
0: rest in peace, Sean Connery, which is yeah. what I ended up calling the episode. Because I just thought it was too crazy a coincidence that um that we that we had taken the time to talk about him and 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 he, he died as well, uh like basically as I was editing I got the notification that he died as I was editing the episode. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I was gonna message you and be like, You better cut off the part about Sean
0: Connery. <laughs> um Yeah, but I didn't see any. T- we didn't. I don't think we said anything bad. The thing is no, that didn't. as much yeah. as I love Sean Connery, it, 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 he made some questionable films.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's done some questionable things in his life as well.
0: Um, I he, well, and of course, uh, he's he's also um, you know, yeah, questionably beaten people. So <laughs> uh, that that's that's not funny. That's that's no, very it's not, sad. It's not. Um,
1: um, but. Um, uh, the I mean, if you want to know how great he was as James Bond, most of his Bond movies are streaming on Hulu right now.
0: Um, oh, is that right? Yep, I have it's the Bond, Bond box set. So I mean, I I I have um I I did consider throwing on Doctor No the other day, but um I just I had too much other stuff to do, yeah. um, but. I mean, it's it's still. I mean, he, he's in my mind. He's still the most. Uh, he's he's synonymous with Bond. He's still the first person that comes to mind when I think of James Bond. Yep. Um, so, and you know, he created he created some amazing iconic roles. He did some uh, did some amazing work. So, I you know
1: yeah, and uh, Last Crusade is streaming on Netflix. Um, I couldn't find The Untouchables anywhere. That's a good movie. So, but yeah. Um, all right, all right. Night killer. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: What else you got? Um. Well, you know, I, I, I was as as you know, I've 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 been listening to a lot of Jonathan Richmond lately. Yeah, and I I believe we've talked about Jonathan Richmond on the podcast before. If if we haven't, I don't know why we haven't.
1: At length, I'm pretty Um, sure. I mean, the man is behind you right now in poster. Oh, that's true. There's
0: a there's a Jonathan Richmond show poster on the on the the uh, record case behind. Yeah, I
1: believe that's the show we both went to.
0: Yeah, I think so. At the Crescent.
1: Yep, December fourth.
0: December fourth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, back in
0: the back in the good old world.
1: Yeah uh <laughs> um or the old world uh to use precise modern lover's order. R- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um yeah, you and that's the concert you didn't say hi to me at. Uh, well we
0: didn't know each other. That's true. How was I supposed to say hi to you?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I I joke about this. The world just
0: wasn't the, the world wasn't ready for us to meet.
1: I joke about this with anyone who I found has been to the same show as me before I uh, became the the concert wallflower that I once was, or before COVID. <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah, I mean he's 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 an amazing live performer, but I I it had been a while since I'd listened to any any of his albums. Mm-hmm. And as we've discussed, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time it, with it. But I, I'm I'm going through all of my CDs, right? Right. Because I need to make room, and I'm actually making progress. I I have of you know some th- like three thousand CDs. I have gotten rid of fifty, so <laughs> 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 I've made <a> huge progress. <laughs>
1: can can, can but, I can I just ask of of the fifty, which one are you going to miss the most?
0: I'm not going to miss any of them. Uh, they're they're ones where I either have I either have the record so I don't need the CD, or or I just I I don't know why I even bought it in the first place. So, um, or it was it was from a time when I thought I liked that kind of music and it turns out I don't. So, so I'm mean, not going to miss any of them. I can't I, even tell you what I got rid of because I don't remember. I don't believe you. <laughs> but I don't. I don't remember. Really. what did you and oh well okay i can tell you i can tell you that because there were there were some whole artists that i called and got got rid of um apparently the if you can hear a, a, a siren in the background my apologies it's it's uh something happening i don't know world's on fire what do you want so um anyway uh i i all of my Titus Andronicus CDs, I, I, I took out of there. Oh, it's um, he's he's somebody that I thought I liked for a while, and and it's just I listened to it all again, and I, it just it wasn't for me. It's just you know I liked. I think what I liked initially was was um, how he kind of wore his influences on his sleeve lyrically. Yeah, because um, it, it, it was clear that he he loved Bruce Springsteen. There's a Billy Bragg influence. There's a Clash, obviously. Yeah, um, they're and, good live. And, and yeah, well, and it's was Patrick Stickles, I think, is the yeah. guy. And, and you know he's he's a good he's a good writer. He's a good lyricist. It's just. I just I couldn't see myself spending a bunch of time listening to it. It's kind of art punk, which is is, um, it's not that it's bad. I just eh, I wasn't enjoying it. So his stuff I got rid of, and there there are a few you know things like that where while I admire the music and you know I I objectively think it's good, what it's Gia just not did you something that I feel to? like I need to hang on to.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> What Zia did you sell them to? Because I'm gonna pick them up.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you off mic. Um,
1: what the fork is sponsored and this also, week by Zia Records.
0: <laughs> didn't sell, just traded because I ended up I, I got more <laughs> records.
1: Buy sold <sell>, trade Jared <laughs> Grand's merchandise at Zia Records. Zia's got it. <laughs>
0: anyway um, so that's I mean and that's why I don't feel bad about getting rid of them either is because I'm just I'm not even making money off of them I'm just trading them in to get more music mm-hmm. um, so it's it's you know I'm sure some some uh, some kids somewhere with some pretentious uh, pretentious predilections is going to, to be wandering through the, the racks of CDs and and uh, be like, oh, where, I can't believe this is in here, <laughs> <laughs>
1: nestled anyway. amongst right before, right after spin doctors <laughs> and Shakira, <laughs> yeah. And um, right before that, uh, this is what I call music comp uh, number thirty-two.
0: Yeah, th- th- it's it's good. You know, it's it's. To be, you know, you know how, um, I, I, I think I've heard this on other podcasts too, but I recall it from, from WTF, you know, like the porn trolls that, yeah. um, that leave porn out for, for, you know, for impressionable youth to find, you know, like it's this phenomenon about how somehow at the right time you'll be like in the woods and find some dirty magazines or something. I swear there was like a whole, there was a whole, um uh thing about this on on the wtf and then it was also on uh not that you've listened to it but it was on that uh one of my favorite podcasts Phoebe. um but yeah like the phenomenon of 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 just suddenly when it's at that time in your life when you need to discover porn there it is um anyhow tyus I,
1: and is right there for some a personal art punker
0: I'm saying, you know, and, and whatever else I got rid of, I'm really having trouble remembering what I, what else I got rid of. But,
1: um, I think, I think you've said enough. Uh, I just want to know like one or two just so.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go.
1: I could either make fun of you or chastise you.
0: Uh, I'm trying to... what? damn. Uh, you know what, if you're really curious, I, I, I I'll i figure it out and let you know. Um, but anyway, Back to Jonathan Richmond, which was the whole point of bringing this up yeah so i was I was going through all of my Jonathan Richmond albums and and uh, and I had just picked up i Jonathan on vinyl and you know I was listening to a lot of it I was listening to i Jonathan day after the election um, and i it was you know for thirty minutes thirty five minutes um, i I was I was happy I mm-hmm. was like You know Kid happy There's just You can't put on A Jonathan record And not like You know Be moving around A little And, were you, and smiling
1: Were you so happy You wanted to dance In the lesbian bar
0: Who doesn't It's uh You know I know In, in the in the first bar They, they were drinking sips But in, in this bar Things are way way hip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um and also in that first bar things were were laissez-faire or were were, uh were stop and stare rather but in in this bar things were laissez-faire um and uh you know uh i don't know i'm trying to think of all the lines from that but yeah um, i
1: you got now you have a thousand a few maybe five people now googling uh
0: I was dancing in the lesbian bar. Yeah, uh, on their favorite streaming <laughs> device. Um, but uh, uh, You Can't Talk to the Dude is on there. Um, <laughs> it, which, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, when they announced they were reissuing it on vinyl, like I listened to that record pretty much like for a good two weeks. And this is like months ago. It was like Reyes. Mm-hmm. Um, probably right after I got laid off and yeah, I, it, it, it was a great source of joy, uh, for me. Um, and I just downloaded the, uh, like Apple music is my preferred streaming service. And I just was listening to like the ear they make playlists for everyone, like the essentials and I just listened sure. to everything. So there's got all, like the there's something about Mary on there and some modern lovers and some other like uh, the one about um, is it is it Picasso
0: Pablo Picasso
1: Yeah, not pop. No, no, it's not. Um, no, not that one. That's the modern lovers one. But there's the one about Matisse. Matisse, um, I think.
0: Savoir but, Matisse is it um, in French? No, uh, it's Uh, Vermeer. Maybe no one was like. No, yeah, it's
1: it's the song about Vermeer. Okay. Um, Yeah, and I just it's brought me a great source of joy. Um, I remember listening to that Vermeer song at that concert because he played it, and I was just dating Kristen at the time, and Kristen, (laughs) I was like, Kristen was like, "You're going to the show?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think you like it though. It's gonna be." (laughs) And you sing about Vermeer, and I was like, well, maybe <laughs> she would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, but anyway, it's, it's, I'm with you. It's this, just this great source of joy um, that um, I, yeah, you know, he's just like, um, I like the way he looks at the world through that, like, like a someone, like, like my, he looks at the world like someone who's, Discovering something for the first time, like he's
0: he's he's a, a savant of some sort. You know, he's you know, I I wonder if he's he's got to be a little bit on the spectrum somewhere because he's he has this this like he can pick up all sorts of languages. Like he sings in Italian, he sings in Hebrew, he sings in French, Spanish, you know, um, and and he. Uh I, I watched him on this Andrew Bird thing. Like I stumbled on it on uh YouTube. It's some um, like, you know, the musician Andrew Bird. Yeah, yeah. He has a um a show, I guess or he's had a show where he has various people in his home. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I, I I watched the Jonathan Richman episode and uh he uh you know, was like talking um about, you know, learning classical music and teaching himself to, to write musical notation and everything. And, and, you know, he's, he's obviously like a very smart individual, but he, it seems like he has um, some legitimate um, uh, social issues as well. Um,
1: David Byrne has kind of said that, uh, and others like uh, Chris France, I just finished that book a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think David admit, uh even said like, I'm, that he's he may have been on the spectrum at the time um which will explain why he comes off like such an asshole in france's book and probably why harrison jerry harrison who was in the modern lovers um though bummed that he wasn't in the band anymore um probably was able to tolerate burn for so long <laughs> right because um per that book uh uh uh, Burns doesn't appreciate things to his fellow bandmates.
0: Um, well, and and there's some stories about Richmond that way too, though that the, that there's yeah. this like obsessive focus on the one thing um, and their vision too mm-hmm. to the to the detriment of the relationship with the other people in the band and and people around them. Yeah.
1: Well, um,
0: yeah, but I'm glad it's uplifted your spirits. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, unfortunately, I'm done with all the Jonathan Richmond, and now I'm getting and now I'm I'm listening to the Keith Richards solo albums. Which there's not uh, not not quite the level of of joy listening to the Keith Richards solo albums that there is listening to Jonathan Richmond.
1: <laughs> I started listening to the song off of Bill Wyman solo album. I really enjoy it. it's really not what I expected, but maybe it is. It's a little reggae. Uh, I don't know. It's I dig it. I I I think I
0: I actually really really like Keith Richards solo stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Keith. There's, I mean, he's he's never he he obviously yeah Keith he he obviously doesn't have a, a, a you know a great voice, but it's it's you know this kind of serviceable growly kind of gravelly thing. Mm-hmm. Um and and there are some some really great songs. Um, so they I mean they always sound good. It's yeah. you know you can understand listening to his solar work why he doesn't get more um, more frontman time in the in the stones but uh, mm-hmm. but you know I like it cool anyhow yeah we, we've we've spent enough time uh, in in tangent town yeah. um, should we uh,
1: should we get down to business all right here we go uh, so do you want to um, open the episode or uh.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well, I can so do it. I got, I, will... I got
1: up right now. Um, this is um, a chip driver mystery. And uh, <laughs> yeah. after Brent writes an offensive book, Elnor, Michael, and the others try to help him evolve. And one of the humans discovers Jason's true identity.
0: Dun-dun-dun. (laughs)
1: Dun-dun-dun.
3: Oh, hi, dipshirt.
4: Hello, Bad Janet. How are you today? Terrible. I'm here to let you know that after six months of captivity here in Good Janet's Void, today's your last day. I'm going to tell you a story, and once that's done, I'm getting rid of you.
3: Wow, sounds like someone finally put on his big boy demon pants. So what's the story? Another one of your attempts to prove that humans are good and worthy of respect and not big, fat sacks of dookie?
4: Something like that. Are you ready?
3: One thing, real quick, before you start. She's gonna last is
1: that yours <laughs> so um i was remembering like the first time i watched this episode that I, <laughs> I thought the framing device that they used to you know reveal the plot was about as shaky as a fart <laughs> and uh, i mean that,
0: that that was epic i mean that's that's like that's that's like shit stain epic that's Um, that's
1: (laughs) that thing that beavis and butthead could not come up with on their wildest uh, uh, on their on their best day
0: I mean that that leg shake at the end uh, that little backwards kick that that really sells it I mean there is there is clearly some physical effort in that
1: yeah um, how much chipotle do you think one would have to eat to even pull that off
0: (laughs) I don't know but that was, that was something.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, it does. And, but the framing device that they're about to use ends up really serving this episode pretty well. Um,
0: uh, I think so. It's, it's almost, um, it's almost like, uh, their version of the princess bride kind of, and you know, the, uh, the, I'm going to tell you a story kind of episode. It's, it's, it's usually how they set up a clip show, mm. but it's not a clip show.
1: No. Uh, And that's when we got into a really sticky situation. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's how it's how the uh, you know on Wayne's World they would have gone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, And for our podcast listeners, I was doing hand motions and everything. So (laughs) let's do
1: the Scooby Doo ending.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Do you? Do you? Anyway, yeah, that was that was something.
4: Your
3: story looks boring.
4: This book is a part of the story. You'll see.
3: Oh.
4: It all started about a week ago. We'd sent the four humans on a ski trip.
3: And they all skied off a cliff, and they broke all their bones, and their pants fell down, and you could see their butts. <laughs> the end.
4: <laughs> Actually, it went better than we could have possibly hoped.
5: Well, I admit it. I was wrong. That was... Super
6: fun. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't actually go skiing because moving at an angle terrifies me. But that lodge had so many reading notes. Just everywhere you look,
7: look. <laughs> Plus, Jian Yu guided us on that amazing meditation. Oh, do you guys want to share what your mantra is? Mine is Kate Blanchett saying,
2: Rihanna. Congrats again on the gin rummy win. I thought I was going to take you down because I used to
0: play all the time back in college.
5: Oh, you went to Rutgers, right?
0: No, I went to Princeton. Yeah, I know yeah okay so so the the whole princeton thing uh, the guy has no sense of humor at least like doesn't pick up on it but does he ever wear any shirt that doesn't have his company name on it
1: well i was even gonna mention this like later in a few minutes actually because like later in the it's when i realized about a few more minutes in, i'm like i'm like norwalk is this like some north face you know the stuff above north face like outerwear and I was, no that's the company yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah uh, it's the the guy is the guy's just totally fucking awful but I mean
1: he did take nor he did take that company from a ninety million dollar company <laughs> oh, to ninety four million. that's <laughs> something to be proud of. Can you mm. say you've done that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I know you've launched a publishing company and everything but can can you say you've done I,
0: that? i I took that company from a zero dollar company to a four dollar company.
1: <laughs> you know and worth every penny <laughs> And what would your mantra be for meditation, sir?
0: Oh, you know i I'll have to think about that and come back to you on it did, did you Did you have one ready? No, I, it's something I literally
1: thought of on the spot to ask you.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I you know, motherfucker is a, a good one. You know, just over and over again, like motherfucker, 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 <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Um, mine would just probably be don't be angry, don't be angry, don't be angry. <laughs> um, or but probably in a uh, in a British accent uh, like don't attempt it don't I, do it I'm not I'm not for our British you're listeners
0: you're, you're tempted I can tell you're tempted
1: I, you can tell but for our British listeners
0: am I going to offend them <laughs> we've already done it so many times
1: yeah I, um, I, I'm just gonna just it, it's just gonna be don't be angry that would probably be my mantra or um, yeah that'd probably
2: be it <laughs> I'm messing with you. Oh, nice one. Hey, you were joking though, right? You, you know it's Prince. Yeah, you know.
0: OK,
8: team, well done. They're all kind of killing it, but Brent has definitely made the most progress. Yeah,
0: when Simone beat him at cards, he didn't flip the table and storm off. He just stormed off. That's big. <laughs> well, we still don't know if
5: he's really changed, or if he's just trying to get into super heaven.
4: But his behavior's changing. Remember, that's the roadmap. First, we change the behavior. Then we work on motivation.
8: And now,
4: oh. the moment you've
8: all been waiting for, the Humanity Savior of the Week goes to... Jason! Oh, yes. Keep up the amazing work with Chidi. And the award for hottest Savior of the Week goes to... <gasps> Eleanor Shellstrom! Thank you, I accept.
4: I never win hottest.
8: I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe do some squats, pop that booty a little
4: bit. It was a real high point. The ski trip, I mean, not the completely rigged hotness contest. <laughs> all in all, it was the...
0: So, speaking of, like, reflecting our current times, that was one of the ones where I was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> if, if, only, if only it were, you know, a simple joke. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I you know it seems it seems like objectively, I, I, Michael is a is is a, a a silver fox, right? So it's like why why it it seems like it's kind of ageist that it keeps rotating between you know good I mean, Janet and out and Jason and, and Tahani and Eleanor. <laughs> it's never Michael. How is that? Too soon, it's just, dude. Uh, that, it's too it seems soon. It does seem a little rigged. I mean. It's like demand a recount.
1: Highest co podcast co host of unofficial good place podcast. I know
0: it's always too soon. We
1: have to rotate between me and me the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's it's rigged, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. Yes, it's it's absolutely rigged. But uh, I that was funny.
4: Best we'd ever felt about the experiment. And then Brent did something very Brentian.
3: Who could have predicted that? Oh, hey, ski bunnies.
2: So great news. I uh, wrote a book, and since you're my nerdiest friends, you get to be the first to read it.
6: Six feet under par, <laughs> a chip driver mystery. Yeah,
2: it's half spy novel, half murder mystery. It's also half submarine adventure, half erotic memoir and half political thriller. It's also half golf tutorial and half commentary on society. So it's three and a half books in one. At least. So read it ASAP. I'm having a book signing party and I want you to introduce me. You know, talk about how great it is. Ah. Party's in two days. So chop, chop.
5: Can't cancel your plans. We're gonna split a bottle okay. of
1: wine. Okay, so I have some things. to to say i
0: also have some things
1: so i'm actually quite proud of brent because that character name are you oh listen to me just just, it's it's very small and minute and it's chip driver is actually quite the clever character name given the that he's a golf-loving detective i mean it come on that's pretty good right sure Uh, we can all admit it's Chip Driver is a pretty good character name. That's all the crap I'm going to give him. Because that okay. title is shitty. Uh, six feet under par. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it seems like a mashup. Um, you know, And, and I, I worked in a bookstore for a long time. So I, immediately I'm thinking it's like a, a mashup of James Patterson, Clive Cussler um Jan uh, like maybe like yeah like robin cook kind of thing uh and uh uh, uh, uh like tom clancy
1: <laughs> you're um you're really hurting All, like a, a mashup of your james patterson is listening right now i mean after he writes his other book of the month um I mean, I I assume
0: his his ghost listener is listening. I assume he's
1: listening to us right now, while one of his college graduate slaves goes over his highly detailed outline to come up with another book this month. Um, (laughs) and he's saying, "Hey, I can come up with a better title than
0: six feet under par." Uh, He's he's um, it just I just thought about this um. Who's who's the guy who says another one?
1: I don't know who is that
0: guy. Some some rapper or something like that. Who's who's famous for saying that? I I don't know. Um,
1: like on to the next one, that would be Jay Z. It's
0: DJ Khaled. That's oh. that's who it is. D, DJ Khaled or uh, whatever it is. Um. So uh, hugely popular I understand. But anyway, he's, he, his his <laughs> his like catchphrase is is another one. It's it's like James Patterson is the DJ Khaled of 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 um of of the literary world. He just like has some intern finish up his uh his next novel and drops it on in you know at the publisher and says another one.
1: <laughs> are you saying are you saying you know are you saying that DJ Khaled he's hustling, man. When he's not in Geico commercials, um, (laughs) and, you know, doing what he does. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's behind the boards, man. He's rhymes are flowing. Here's the thing. Uh, so
0: I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because I only know about him. Absolutely. Tangentially. (laughs) Um, I, they they talk about him on on uh, the Scrubs podcast I listen to Fake Doctors Real Friends. <laughs> um, they've talked about him a couple of times, and that was legitimately the first time I'd heard of him. Wow! Um,
1: <laughs> so advertisers, if you want to sell something to Jared Dran, <laughs> talk to your friends Zach Braff and Donald Faison. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah,
0: uh, something uh, for yeah, I don't know. It's it,
1: if you're looking for your old soul demographic, <laughs> Jerry Durant's your guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm so far out of touch, man. I, I don't I don't know. Anyway, I, I was proud of the fact that I knew the name.
1: Yeah, but um. But yeah, you're, you're right. He is, um, he is very much a, uh, a, a, definitely a Patterson type, uh, that, ta- that title is very much out of the James Patterson universe. The other thing I yeah. thought of, and this is no offense to those, uh, who self publish their work, but, um, it's guys like Brent that give, um, give that a bad name.
0: That looked way better than anybody's self-published thing. That's, that's um, true.
1: I mean, but I mean, it's heaven. You can do what, you know, you can do that. But right. um, I, that, but that is something like, I, I mean, when did he have time? I, there are so many questions I have. Uh, like, when did he have time to do this between talking about Princeton and golfing? what inspired him to do this <laughs> and before when we were doing the,
0: I question whether or not he even wrote well, the book.
1: that's what I was going to say is that going back to my intro and, uh, our intro when we we're talking about a certain thing that happened this week, you know, our president quote unquote wrote a book, <laughs> um, as in he didn't write a book. Yeah. Uh, so
0: slapped his name on something like, you know, he does with everything else. I, my, my guess is how it went down is he, uh, like out loud said some ridiculous story, uh, that sounded, that might've sounded like a really bad action movie, uh, pitch meeting, um, to, to Janet and, and she turns it into a book.
1: Yeah. So it's probably what, like, uh, he is Janet as a Siri <laughs> and just, a Dictate this amazing, pl- amazingly ployed detective novel.
0: It's like what is what is that thing? Um. Oh, what uh, I forget the name of it. Where um. Uh, it's, it. Oh man, I'm I, I'm I'm just gonna have to drop it because I don't even remember it. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a thing where where it's it's like a, 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 a like a robot that's teaching itself language, and or like a computer that's teaching itself language. And um, what's the name of it? It like spits out like words that make no sense.
1: Um, it sounds like you're describing Joshua from War Games, except when he's <laughs> not learning thermonuclear. Global thermal nuclear war?
0: No, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, man, I'm forgetting the name of it, and it's really bugging me now. And I'm gonna have to drop it because I I don't even I can't recall enough about it to even pull it up on Google. That's that's how in the weeds I am on this one. Anyway, if I think about it, stay tuned for the next episode because I'll, I'll 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 bring it back. Okay. But anyway. So my 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 point with it was that it's it's like he fed some keywords and sentences into a machine and it generated a novel for him. Oh, okay, yeah. Because there's no way he sits down and 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 writes six hundred pages of shit.
1: No, it's, there's no way. There's I there's absolutely no way. I or again, he just got someone. Uh, who's the guy who wrote, um, a million little pieces. James Fry. Yeah. So he, um, he does the same thing Patterson does. Um, like he has a series of young adult novels that are written under a pseudonym, but he has a factory of like, uh,
0: he doesn't even write them. He, he, they're under I think a him see- and he has other people writing like so it goes levels deep like
1: yeah it's um they he gets like some english student majors like the new yorker did a story about this like about five or so years ago like how he's just um he's pretty much keeping the money and making it off the backs of like young English students because um and taking the crap for it. Um, wow. And I mean, at least James Patterson, I mean, I, I've literally have never read a James Patterson novel in my life. Um, I've seen two movies based on his books, <laughs> but I've, Uh, I I get care. All I know is the man turns out a book a month and he gives his writers very detailed outlines and he and they fill in the blanks. Um, But he at least gives like the author's credit. And I assume they make, you know, a pretty, you know, pretty good wage. But
0: yeah, who knows? I mean,
1: I imagine Brent exploited someone in the good place to write the chip driver mystery. It seems very one. Well, I'm
0: I'm thinking it's got to be Janet.
1: Yeah. So he exploited Janet.
0: And and read. Well, and <laughs> if if he if he did so while bad Janet was in her void, that would be interesting. Because I wonder how that works if you've got a bad Janet in your void.
1: Well, that would explain what happens later in the episode because (laughs) that allowed him to write this drivel
0: (laughs) that is a sentence that i never like look at what we did question we took
1: (laughs) we took this layers deep i uh, michael shore if you're listening we're free we're available for your next project we got nothing to do
0: I just never before doing this podcast would I have ever thought about like, uh, examining something on the level of how does, you know, how does that work? If you've got a bad Janet in your void, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're literally writing good place of fan right now.
0: <laughs> Is that the next phase of this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do some, uh, We'll we'll do some Fifty Shades. I don't know.
1: We're gonna. It's gonna be Fifty Shades of Janet. <laughs> oh, oh boy! boy. <laughs> It'll be clean because you know. But
0: that's well. The, but the kicker with that is that the main character is Disco Janet.
1: Yes, obviously. <laughs> because
0: obviously. she was a lot, but she was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, moving on. Oh, we didn't talk about the main thing that I wanted to talk about from that scene, which was <laughs> on on the table between um, between uh, Chidi and and uh, um, other person who's not Cheaty. God damn it! Why can't I think of the 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 woman that we're looking at right now? Simone? Yes. God. Wow. My brain is just fried today apparently. Anyway, which which is good for podcast recording day. Um the the moose that was sitting the chocolate moose that was sitting there between them looked fucking amazing. Oh I don't know if it's just because I'm hungry or like I want some chocolate mousse or what, but that was what I was fixated on. I was like, "That book is shit, but that mousse looks awesome."
1: Well, <laughs> it
0: was like perfectly layered, nice thick layer of whipped cream on there, and a cherry in the middle. Just looked fucking amazing.
1: Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> two week, You realize that two weeks ago, after we talked about nachos for twenty minutes, I had to go to Taco Bell and get nachos, and now all I want is chocolate mousse, dude. Thanks You're a lot.
0: So, but i i had some I had some control. I I knew um, that I was not going to be able to go out at that hour and get anything that that did that uh, did anything. But uh, just like kill my stomach So I did not go out and get nachos I instead got the fixings to make them at home That weekend uh, And they were pretty good
1: um, Well I'm an adult and I can do what I want <laughs> And I got that In- Indeed,
0: Indeed As they say enjoy your pain
5: Terrible <laughs> <laughs> novel out loud Oh dear Perhaps we shouldn't make fun. He did seem nicer on the ski trip. He made us all s'mores. Though, to be fair, he did also claim to have invented them. Before you defend (laughs) him, you might want to check out Chip Driver's love interest.
8: Oh, no. Her name was Scarlett Pakistan, and she was the type of girl you couldn't take in all at once, or you'd die. You had to take her in bit by bit, like a great work of art, like the Louvre.
4: Her brown eyes were as <laughs> brown as the brownest crayon. She had legs like Jessica Rabbit from
0: that movie.
8: Her long, flowing locks smelled like the moon at twilight on a par
3: four. Ugh.
0: I take that back. Brent totally could have written that. <laughs> I take back everything we said about how it was impossible for him to write it himself during that time. He could have written that. That that is just awful. Oh, I'm not saying she he had legs have wrote like. It. she had legs like jessica rabbit in that one movie (laughs) you know the one the one about the rabbit (laughs) oh man which okay so so quick quick aside um because i i you know i don't feel like talking about the obvious you know, racist and sexist overtones, which are just exploding all over the place in, in those sentences that were read from that book. Does this mean we're talking about Jessica Rabbit? Oh no, it means that just in general. Who framed Roger Rabbit?
1: What about? It other it's a great it? film. Yeah, I agree. I. It um, made
0: me want to watch that movie. Is that one on Disney Plus?
1: It is. In fact, we could uh, Disney Plus now has watch parties.
0: Oh no, shit! We could watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit together. We could, dude. That is dope. Dope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i I think uh, I think you can do them all now. So I think all the services you can use a. Well, I think Disney Plus specifically has a watch party uh, function now. Uh, nice, and it's on. Disney Plus now, and um, yeah, I uh, that was my favorite movie when I was 10 years old. Um,
0: I, I watched that because I think that came out in what 89, 90, something like that. So I, I watched 88. Okay, yeah. so I watched it when I was like six or seven years old. Uh, that was a little young to see Christopher Lloyd's character when he becomes a cartoon and oh, he's all, yeah. like freaky and scary looking. Spoiler that, yeah, well. <laughs> Spoiler for a fucking what thirty-year-old movie. Anyway, um, yeah. So it, it, uh, um, that that freaked me out a little bit. But yeah, what you know, watching it a few years later again, it was it was it then became one of my favorite films.
1: You know, I thought so. We were talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the other day, not. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, mind you, Gene Wilder, uh, the good
0: one, the good the one, one. With, yeah, with the one with Gene Wilder.
1: Though I, there are parts about the dub version that I kind of like, um, but it's we can talk about that another time. I've never seen
0: the Deb version. Okay,
1: but didn't anyway, want to. Well, we're um, so I, I made the joke to my kids uh, that um, they're eating blueberries like uh, pre good clip and i joked that you're gonna turn to a blueberry <laughs> <laughs> um thinking about violet, violet
0: you're turning violet violet <laughs> <laughs> thinking
1: about violet beauregard uh e- chewing you know eating the bubble gum uh, and uh of course you can't like not think about how you know willy wonka and that happens to violet and all of a sudden, my oldest, who's four, like, his eyes broke up. She turns into a blueberry? And I'm like oh yeah, and there's this whole movie about a chocolate factory. And I kind of explain a little bit about what happens. <laughs> and then I think about how cruelly, like, Roald doll like, treats every kid.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of a horror film.
1: Exactly. Like, um, and... These kids so, are
0: dropping like flies.
1: Yeah. And I it's I, like over the weekend, like I'm just kind of like he wants to see this movie where the girl turns into the blueberry. And I'm thinking uh like I am thinking like I'm not sure I want to be she was a
0: bad egg. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, for one, there's the boat ride and what well, you want in yeah. the chocolate factory. There's a scary ass boat ride.
0: There's the scary ass boat ride. And Slugworth is yep. is pretty creepy through most of it. Mm-hmm. And um
1: so I'm I'm uh and I was thinking about God, there's gotta be some rolled doll book movie or movie that you know that maybe a four year old could handle. I'm thinking the witches is even scarier than 1990 version. I don't.
0: What care about. I mean? What could there be? Yeah. Maybe James and the Giant Peach.
1: I was thinking about that too, and I think there's. I do specifically remember something. It's been a while, but I do remember that being pretty freaky too. Uh,
0: I mean, it's that's the thing is that that um, and I mean, that was one of the things about about Roald Dahl really is that his. Quote unquote children's stories. I mean, some some pretty crazy shit happens in there. I mean, Chi Chi like Bang Bang
1: is pretty, you know, crazy, uh, too. And then I, I think the only thing uh, that Roald Dahl has probably written that may be even remotely appropriate for children is the screenplay To You Only Live Twice.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the worst thing that happens is um, that redhead falls into the prop pit, and like, you don't, you know, you don't see the piranhas like actually eating the villain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just some yeah. screaming and stuff and yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, I think he will eventually, he did watch fantastic Mr. Fox actually, uh, we were talking about that. Oh a couple yeah, weeks you ago. you
0: did mention that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and he and the he it didn't he didn't get it at first, but then once he got once he picked up on the wavelength, he was he thought it was great. Um, I think just because shit blows up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then he liked it so much he wanted to watch it the next day, which. Huh. Who am I to not oblige him? <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's
0: a win for you.
1: That, that was a win. Uh, that's one. The win column. I may want to watch Holy Wonka if I give him a heads up that there's going to be a scary boat ride. I just remember yeah, I, like I, I, the worms. I, say, I just remember I, the worms I, I, over I, the woman's face. Oh, like, that freaked me out.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I, I think he might be I think he might still be too young for it. He might be a couple of years out. Yeah. You, I mean you can you can show him Star Wars before before you show him that.
1: I've seen Star he's seen Star Wars. He's seen Star Wars, he's seen Big Hero Six. No, that's his favorite movie right now.
0: You know what? That's not a bad one. I, I, I actually like Big Hero Six quite a bit. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh he um he's seen Wreck it Ralph. Uh Has he seen Wally? He's seen Wally, Um, so he's seen pretty much every Pixar. Um, He's seen pretty much most of the modern Disney movies. I don't think he's seen like we haven't shown. It's funny we haven't shown Lion King yet because his dad dies. But I'm showing him all these other. uh, He'll never see Bambi. Um, but I'm thinking, but that went out the door, like, the dead relative thing went out the door as soon as Big Hero 6 starts because, like.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's our new segment, is Jason being a good parent? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, question mark. Yeah, a question um, mark.
1: <laughs> and this week's answer is. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or maybe. Who knows? Um but before we move on, I wanted to bring up Eleanor's outfit. Oh. Why? Because I mean rarely we don't we don't talk about people's clothes on this show unless we're talking about Michael and his socks or his bow ties or something like that. Because they're fun.
1: I, I would like to point out that I'm the one who talks about his bow ties and the socks.
0: Well, y- yeah, because I, I'm I am not a fashion person whatsoever. I wear a t shirt and jeans all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but there's it struck me it's like this this olive drab like jumpsuit that Eleanor is wearing, it's like dictator chic. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just thought that was kinda that was kinda funny. It's it's uh it, it's a, a vibe that i have not you know because usually eleanor very much has like the punky brewster attire <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's definitely something uh that one would wear before uh jumping in the plane a jet engine and top gun which would come into play in the yeah
0: that, that's, that's true because we talk about, uh, we're about to get into that. I'm actually. sorry about
5: this. I've been through worse. Once at Elon Musk's birthday party, I was seated between Silvio Berlusconi and Elon Musk.
4: This is bad. Brent and Simone is our trickiest relationship. She tends to make snap judgments about people, and he's a guy who repeatedly confirms the accuracy of her snap judgments. We need her to believe that Brent is better. Than his worst actions, like saying that Tahani has an accent like the Queen of England, but without any of the old, gross face parts. <laughs> we felt like we could contain the fallout from Brent's book, but as is often the case with these things, the negative effects started to ripple out.
3: Oh, like when someone throws up on a bus and then someone smells it and they throw up?
4: Sure,
6: yeah. What's wrong, Lomi? Well, Brent wrote this book, and clearly he put some of us in it. There's a cowardly character named Four-eyed Igby, who wears glasses and sweater vests and never does anything spontaneous or cool. I am educating you in ethics. What could be cooler than that? If you want to try something spontaneous, (laughs) I'm your
0: guy. Almost everything I did on Earth, I did without thinking or worrying about what would happen. That's how I got my nickname,
6: the defendant. Not the best argument, but you're, you're right. What is something spontaneous that I can do right now? Let's come up with a list of 10 possibilities and then slowly whittle it down over the next four days.
0: Better idea. Let's dance, baby. Mm -hmm. Get you out of your head. This is how we defeat Igby, the no fun nerd.
6: Yeah. Igby move. There you go. I've never heard this before. Who is it?
0: Me. I wrote it. The song is called I Love You Forever parentheses make that booty bounce in the back oh fun fact the police sirens in the background are real i was being
4: chased as i recorded it okay okay oh no oh my gaga (laughs) so obviously this was a troubling development
3: Uh, can you just
1: (laughs) so i think we need to comment on uh jason's music real quick
0: it's well it's edm right well, uh,
1: I I think uh, I think that's an insult to EDM.
0: Is uh, it? I don't know. I don't listen to EDM. <laughs> as far as I was I was concerned, it was like this this is uh, this is uh, right in line with uh the that that music that crazy dance music.
1: So let's um. So so far we've established that you listen to Jonathan Richmond and you don't listen to DJ Khaled, Tyus Andronicus, and EDM.
0: These are some facts that we 've established throughout this episode, yes,
1: so um, so we know um, i 'm going to make a playlist of what you don 't listen to <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that 's going to be a massive playlist
1: yeah, um,
0: it's gonna- I do listen to a lot of stuff, I think my 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 taste is eclectic and well rounded, but it does not take in. DJ Khaled and 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 EDM along the way. And by the way, I said Titus Andronicus was fine. I just don't need to listen to it anymore. I, I,
1: but it's something you don't listen to. Is what currently I'm to say. yes right. Um, so you're like the woman in the Blues Brothers when they go to the uh, the country bunker and say, well, "We got both <laughs> kinds of music: country and western." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am
0: not like that. I have a very eclectic taste.
1: So I, I know. Um, but uh, I think what's worse uh than Jason's music is uh not only Cheese dancing, um <laughs> but also the fact that Cheaty
0: likes I thought Cheaty had some sweet moves. <laughs> he, I speak as somebody who has some similarly sweet moves to Cheaty. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I only think Elaine Bennis, on her most sober day, <laughs> could pull off moves like that. Uh, and that would be a Seinfeld reference uh, <laughs> for all you millennials listening.
0: Right. We, when, if we ever change the name of this podcast, it's going to be the uh, Shit You Have to Google podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because all of our references are, like, locked into the 80s and 90s. Uh,
1: Yeah, forget that other podcast, Stuff You Should Know. Listen (laughs) to our new podcast, Shit You Should Google.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. That's all I have. That's all you had. All right.
3: Skip to the end.
0: No,
4: I need to tell you the whole story.
3: Why? Every story about humans ends the same way. Just... Tell me how they screwed up and put me out of my misery. You're
4: judging them too quickly. Trust me. i spent a lot more time with people than you have.
3: And I know literally everything that every one of them has ever done. Do you know what's happening right now on Earth? Wars, murders... Women in $400 yoga pants are refusing to vaccinate their children. Vindictive nerds at Apple are changing the charger cable shape again. <laughs> Where does this hope come from, man? Did that hit this home for you? insane hope that yeah. people are worth the trouble. To quote a terrible song by a terrible musician that people love so much they constantly put it in terrible movie trailers, humans are ba 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 bad to the bone.
4: <laughs> well, I think that they're... Good, 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 sometimes, and you should give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, where was I? Uh, So, hmm.
1: is it safe to say, assume that you also don't listen to George Thorogood?
0: George (laughs) Thorogood? George (laughs) Thorogood? Yes, yeah, I, I I don't listen to George Thorogood, but I, I of course I know that song.
1: Yeah, because of all the terrible movie Band to the Bone. Watch. Yeah, um, but uh, I think I think that's literally the only George Thorogood song that I know.
0: Isn't it the only George Thorogood song? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somewhere George Thorogood's like,
0: fuck no. <laughs> Somewhere, George Thorogood is like, "My taste is eclectic." <laughs> <laughs> Self burn. <Yeah>. He's
1: probably <laughs> his manager is probably drafting the uh, drafting the email to send to the White House to see if he can play at the next inauguration.
0: <laughs> Him and Ted Nugent are on the same bill. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> i mean no 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 no. We're, we're gonna have somewhere you know i mean i that's hope that's gonna I'm, be the thing is that is I that biden's be- gonna fucking win and uh i'm, I'm just sending these vibes out in, into the void here biden's gonna win and the uh inaugural music is gonna kick ass i'm sure springsteen will play mm-hmm. um and uh it's gonna be fucking great
1: well, I think um if anything, maybe I'm wrong about George Thurgood. It's it's wrong of me to assume um because he has that one horrible song that's played in bad trailers that he's a Trump supporter. Maybe he's maybe he's a good dude.
0: That's true. Perhaps perhaps that is the case. And we're not even gonna bother looking it up because nope, we should I'm not leave gonna... it ambiguous. Yeah and the lesson here is to not make assumptions. Yep. Because that's what doo, a bad doo. janet
1: would do. And we're we're not bad Janet.
0: No, we're we're not bad Janets here. We we may be disco janets, but we're not bad Janets. True that. <laughs> we're a lot, but we're fun. <laughs> oh boy.
4: Anna just accidentally discovered the truth about Jason. Keeping a secret like this is exactly oh, the kind of shots. thing that John struggled so with <laughs> Or to put it in terms, you'll understand, the gossip toilet was about to overflow.
3: Oh, I do understand that now, thank you.
7: So Jian Yu is really Jason from Florida? Who else knows about this? Is it just me? <gasps> Is it an
6: exclusive? Y- yes, <laughs> and we have to keep it that way. If the truth comes out, we have no idea what will happen to Jason. No,
7: you don't know what you're asking of me. Look, the neighborhood is obviously amazing, but it's also a little season four Downton Abbey. <laughs> Beautifully designed, but a real snooze fest. Jason being a mistake is easily the most exciting thing that's happened
6: since we got here. What if, in exchange for your discretion, Jason teaches you that Magic Mike body roll thing? Ah, I mean, you've always said you wanted to learn that.
7: <laughs> Fine.
4: But I want to learn the whole dance. We'd hope Simone would forget all about Brent's book, but unfortunately...
5: Chip Driver pulled up to the murder site in his...
0: Would that be enough of a bribe for you to have somebody teach you the uh, the whole Magic Mike dance? I don't... I've never seen
1: that movie, dude.
0: I haven't seen that either. Don't.
1: So. That's, I keep thinking that I might
0: have to because I'm 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 trying to to now go back and watch all of Steven Soderbergh's films. Wow!
1: Good luck. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. You're gonna, it part, is a lot. It's gonna, slow going. Um. Yeah. And like, there's all the like, Mosaic would be quite the challenge. I think the app is still up, but. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, but they don't maintain it
0: anymore. And I don't know if I'll count that one. I'm looking at theatrically released things as of right now. So, well,
1: technically, you play on HBO as well, so... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's got all his little movies that he does, and I
0: uh, Let me... I'm so, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take me. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this, it might... Um, we we, <laughs> we have a chance of knowing the the results of the presidential election before uh, I will have finished the Steven Soderbergh uh, uh, entire <laughs> filmography. Oh. Still too soon? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Too soon, dude.
5: <laughs> Play. His 1968 Cadillac. Keep it close, he growled to the valet Louis... Of course, señor, said Louise, who secretly admired Chip more than even his own father. Chip gazed at the sexy outline of the murder victim on the floor. What a waste of curves, he growled. He checked his Rolex watch, which was real. It was almost golf o'clock, so the case would have to wait. Good thing he'd already solved it. The killer was Louise, the valet. He solves the murder on page 10. What is the rest of this book about? <laughs> How's it going, ladies? Ah, you know, just delving into the great works of literature.
8: Yeah, so listen, um, maybe Brent made some insensitive choices. But could you possibly see your way to forgiving him? I suppose- No. No? Sorry, but no, I can't. This
5: book is objectifying, misogynistic and racist. Why are we still dealing with this shirt in the good place? When people like him are ignorant jerks, why are people like us asked to forgive him? Also, and this is less important, why is he in a fighter jet for his author photo?
8: <laughs> well, I can answer the last one. It's because he loves Top Gun. As for the other questions, I will get back to you after I consult a number of immortal beings who are very wise.
0: Okay, so a couple of things. Who doesn't love Top Gun? I mean, come on. It's Top Gun. That Um, does not mean that I would ever pose in a fighter jet.
1: I I know a few people who don't like it. I mean, I can't say that. There are people
0: who don't like Top Gun? Yeah.
1: There there are people out there who don't like Top Gun. I mean, they're not friends of mine, but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there really is no plot to that movie. It's. Oh, no. No. It's real. It's literally just, um, uh. It's literally Tom Cruise in a fire
0: jet, um, and romance and selling Kelly McGillis, um, barely,
1: and Goose dies.
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing is that that to enjoy that film, you just gotta have one thing, a need. For speed, mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Uh, your ego is writing chokes that your body can't cash, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! But Simone does pose a question that um, I think comes into play later. But I don't. I didn't write this in my notes, but like, like, is it up to if we're if if someone writes something that is like that overtly racist, monogenistic, and sexist, you know, all, like all the things that that book is, who forgives who? Like someone who's willy. Like Brent is willfully ignorant of everything around him.
0: He He legitimately doesn't understand that he's that he is uh those things that he's misogynistic that he's racist that he is uh bigoted Mm. he 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 does not that is not in his head Mm -hmm. and therefore that does not make it excusable but it does mean that he will never be able to offer a solid apology because you have to not just uh, I was, I was, so I was listening to, to, uh, Marin today, um, the, the, um, Heidi Schreck interview. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, you know, um, uh, like recognizing, um, you know, some toxic things that you need to work on. And then that not only is it, is it, uh, enough that you, that you, like, First, first you do have to recognize that that you have these things but you also have to recognize you have to do the work too so there's there you know in order for him to to actually feel regret for his his uh you know uh, his the the way he's written about people in in this way um he has to first be able to identify that it's that he, that he's done it, that it's wrong, and that uh, that it's bad, and that you know that that people shouldn't treat each other that way. There are many bridges that he has to cross before he can actually mm-hmm. even offer a solid apology, right? That's meaningful and heartfelt, but
1: it's it's also to the fact that he's just willfully ignorant of this, like of that he is these things. He has no desire to change because he thinks he's perfect.
0: Well, Uh. so that's, that actually brings up an important distinction because is he willfully ignorant? I would argue he's not willfully ignorant. Willfully ignorant would imply that he understands, um, that these, that, that, that he is these things or that, uh, that these behaviors are wrong and chooses, um, makes the decision to ignore that so and he, are you he doesn't that, he's just are, ignorant are, ignorant but
1: are you saying that um his whole time on earth no one has that no one has been like simone and has told him um that he is racist minog- misogynistic and like all these things
0: but it's never uh. going to matter to him because he genuinely believes he isn't. His apology is going to be something along the lines of what we're going to hear here in a minute, which is, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. So it's not even a, a, a recognizing that that uh that he is in the wrong. It's it's actually the it's it's actually phrasing something in such a way that it puts it back on the other person that they're wrong for how they feel and that is also fucked up but he he like so because because he 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 can't it it doesn't enter into his head that he is any of these things um you know he he has remarked on more than one occasion on like the PC police and, and all this kind of thing. Um, and so, so there's, there's perhaps, you know, some argument that to be made that he does on some level, know that he's treating people poorly. Um, but I don't, I, I, I just don't, it's, to to put it back to, uh, you know, how it's too close on some level to what, you know, uh, the currently and hopefully soon former president, it's pathological. He doesn't, like, he legitimately doesn't think that anything he does is wrong. And so if you don't, if you can't recognize that there is something wrong that you're doing, you can't make a genuine apology and you can't make a genuine amends. You can't, you can't actually have any sort of meaningful development or even discourse with somebody that you have hurt. But
1: because, uh, so does that mean that we're, is it up to us to say, um, Hey, we're, uh, we're sorry that you treat us the majority of Americans so badly (laughs) or no, um,
0: no, it's not. It's, it's the onus is still on them. It, it, it's, but you're never going to get anything out of it. You're, You're never, you know, you're, you're never going to get any sort of satisfaction. You're never going to get any, um, any, you know, I, I don't know any form of of closure.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not gonna, like I think Simone realizes that she's not going. I I agree with Simone. She's not. Sh- no one, especially now, you don't have to hook up with this. It's why? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> um, no, and I I, I yeah. don't I
0: don't think either that you should not constantly throw it back in somebody's face Mm -hmm. absolutely tell them what they're doing is wrong absolutely say that their shit is fucked up right but i guarantee you that if it's at that point where they just have it's 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 it it is throwing it back at a brick wall because they they do not absorb it they do not recognize themselves as being wrong they genuinely think that you are wrong for how you feel right that you're too sensitive or that um you know you're you're blowing things out of proportion or whatever however they want to put it right mm-hmm. it's it's it is it's completely fucked up um and of course it happens disproportionately to women and people of color and you know non gender binary people you know it, it, minorities in general it mm-hmm. disproportionately happens to to the quote unquote other. Um those who didn't go to Princeton. Sure. But, you know, <laughs> i I don't wanna I'm gonna come off sounding terrible in this, but you know, to like as a as a woke dude or whatever, you know, I i just based on the way that I was raised, I've always been very liberal and progressive and I have always been sensitive to that sort of thing. Um, and I have dealt with people who I can see as I'm talking to them that they believe that they are completely 100% in the right and that they have done nothing wrong, and mm-hmm. then nothing about how they conduct themselves is wrong-minded. And in many cases, there is nothing you can do to change that person. It doesn't mean, you know, absolutely... You should still. You don't have to take it. You don't have to be in the same space as them. There's there's nothing that you owe that person whatsoever in social niceties or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, as long as I, I, I think sometimes that people and I, I've I've done this myself. It, myself, it's it's absolutely a waste of energy. Um, needless anger uh just all sorts of things we get all worked up about how awful this other person is and they're never going to stop mm-hmm.
1: but i i would actually i'm to argue here that the conflict of this episode is not doesn't come from brent he's not the antagonist here that's actually elnor and michael because they're the ones who are asking everyone else to
0: yeah they're essentially telling them to lump it and yeah. just um to give let Brent go. a chance
1: and su- and yeah, yeah a- and
0: to support somebody who's being a monster
1: yeah when Simone I think is on our Archer someone has to tell Brent I like you said it's the effort may not be worth it but someone has to tell him what he is doing is wrong that you were hurting their feelings that you have offended them in some way, and I, 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 I mean, I, I've offended many people uh, by saying things that I did not know at the time were not things that you know. I've I've said some pretty stupid and careless
0: shit in my day. Um, well, which is why it's yeah. which is why it's always worth having the conversation. Yeah, that 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 I agree with because there are, I I'm sure that I have been unintentionally uh, insensitive to yeah. somebody, but, and I am somebody who wants to be told that so that I can address the behavior, yeah. examine it, and fix it. Yeah, and Brent you know, does
1: just doesn't want to be told. He, right. He
0: he doesn't. He's not going to listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that we're saying essentially the same thing,
1: right? I, and that's why I I knew we were. I just wanted to have this discussion, and I also just wanted to point out too that it's like it's the conflict isn't from Brent writing this awful book; it's what they do about it. And, yes. And so. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think that's an important point. I mean that that really. What Brent has done is, is very wrong-minded, mm-hmm. but he, that's who he is. Um, and what Eleanor and Michael are attempting to do in the way of damage control by telling them uh, to, to like, be nice to him anyway, to ignore his, wrong, his, his wrongness, um, is actually uh, very emblematic of a very large problem going on today. Mm -hmm. It's like the show's attempting to reflect the problems with society.
1: Whoa. Are you saying that art (laughs) imitates life?
0: I'm saying.
1: Whoa, dude. Deep. It's like you're at the (laughs)
0: Lurve. (laughs) Wow.
4: Didn't take you for a linksman. I appreciate golf.
0: I like Michael's outfit. Yeah. The
4: most important shot in golf is the next one. That's a lovely idea. If you make a mistake, you always have a chance to redeem yourself. Yeah, well, as John Daly once said to
2: David Lee Roth at the 2002 Chili's Pro-Am in Orlando, suck on this drive, butt munch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That was a flusher, but she sank. Perhaps an adept lynxman like yourself should play with the assistance filter turned off. Let's play old school. All right, why not? <laughs> you sneezed, man. I don't think I sneezed, because I literally can't. Well, if somebody sneezed, damn it! Brent, buddy, nobody sneezed. You hit a bad shot, and it's fine. You know, it isn't a sign of weakness to admit that you screwed up. Fine, whatever. I shanked it. There you go. Now let's go find your ball and try to do better on your next shot. And you know, if this ends up applying to any other aspect of your life <laughs> later on, <laughs> then cool. What? What? Nothing. I gotta say, Bad Janet, I really felt like I'd managed to stop the bleeding.
3: You thought that ding-dong would do a total personality 180 because of one gentle metaphor?
4: What can I say? I'm an optimist. But... Two days later, at the event, it fell apart almost immediately.
0: I, I have to say, I side with Bad Janet on that.
1: Yeah, it's like um, I I I I don't watch golf movies, uh, but I assume there's a golf movie here that they're copying <laughs> at some point. Uh,
0: like uh, I can I can only name two off the top of my head: Happy Gilmore and um, Caddyshack.
1: Yeah, none of those apply here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, I, I think I've seen The Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, and that was 20-some years ago. So,
0: so since we're paused on this sign, uh, <laughs> it, this is very much in the Top Gun font with a golf ball in the middle there. Um, it says, Brent Norwalk, author of the acclaimed Chip Driver Mystery Series. Yeah. Acclaimed. A it says acclaimed, by yeah. and by you know so by whom, uh, yeah. and then it says series, and it's the first fucking book, yeah. right? <laughs> it
1: implies book. there's going to be more than one.
0: It implies that there's more than one in existence currently. Yeah, which is wrong.
6: Mm.
0: I, just, I thought that was funny.
6: Hey, uh, thanks for not telling anyone about Jason.
0: Uh,
7: well, ever since I arrived here, to Honey help,
0: just real quick since we we began touching on it briefly do you like golf oh no not at all okay yeah i I have absolutely zero interest in it i'm i'm like michael i I realize
1: i i I appreciate it i know the rules i mean it's
0: i think michael's outfit is great i would maybe wear the outfit i I like Um,
1: happy gilmore a lot um and kashak um oh tin cup i like tin cup
0: (laughs) I don't think I saw that one either.
1: A a Bull Durham fan, it's the Bull Durham of golf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I like baseball. Um,
1: (laughs) No, but there's enough about, um, there's enough going on in the movie where golf is not the primary. uh, uh,
0: I see. Yeah. It's more about the and I I know who's in it. It's 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 Kevin Costner and uh, Rene Russo and uh Don Johnson, right? Yep, and Cheech Marin. Cheech. Cheech. Oh, so so is that how is that how um uh, uh Don Johnson and, and Cheech Marin got together and uh then went on to make the great Nash Bridges? Or uh was that uh I'm not <laughs> was that, was I, that I'm not sure Nash
1: Bridges? as I I, I totally missed out on the Nash Bridges era. Um,
0: I I have to admit, I watched Nash Bridges. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was that before or at, did Nash Bridges come on before or after Walker
0: Texas Ranger, buddy? <laughs> I I never watched Walker Texas Ranger. Other than you know when when Conan had his uh, Walker Texas Ranger lever. Do you remember remember those days when mm. he would pull the lever and it would show a clip of Walker Texas Ranger?
1: Nope, I don't remember
0: this. That that was a good bit, um, but yeah, that's that's the extent of, of Walker that I saw, and I, I I realized it was a shit show. It was it was super dumb. Oh, Nash but, Bridges,
1: I've never, or Walker Texas Ranger.
0: Well, I never saw Walker Texas Ranger. Okay, Nash Bridges. It, it was it was it was whatever. It only lasted as long as it did because it was kind of fun to watch Don Johnson and and Cheech Marin interact.
1: Well, Don Johnson is a fine actor who I. I mean, I'm not going to go man crushing and Don Johnson here, um, but um, he's. I think he get he got shit for Miami Vice for a while, and then but I mean lately. Between like Watchmen, oh yeah, he's fucking great
0: in Watchmen.
1: Um, like Watchmen, Knives Out, uh, yeah, he's been a few things he's done lately that, um, have really you know, raise some eyebrows, turn some heads, uh and yeah, I just um and he's in he's I, I'm never disappointed when I see Don Johnson, but I'm never I'm like, well Don Johnson's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think he made some very, very poor career choices, but but lately he's it's, uh, he's made some solid ones. He's had a little bit of a of a renaissance, if you will. What poor choices Don Johnson made? He just, I mean, he was like, it was, it was if if he wasn't in a in a you know run of the mill bad thriller, it was Tom Selleck. You know, it's it's they were they were some some guys who made some uh, not not great films.
1: Okay, well, I'm okay. I'm, I'm. You know what I'm doing now, right?
0: You're 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 looking at Don Johnson's IMDb. I'm about to, yeah. Um, I figured.
1: Uh, t- 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 okay, Watchmen. Uh, t- 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 uh, um, a couple of TV shows I never heard of. Uh, from Just till Dawn, the series. Oh
0: yeah, what? Yeah, he's
1: in. Yeah, um, he's in- uh, uh, Django Unchained, uh, Eastbound and Down. That's right. He's in the last, uh, yeah. He was, um, he was working with uh, Rodriguez for a while. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a couple of, uh,
0: I'm thinking looking look and looking at the eighties, early nineties things are yeah. questionable.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You win. But <laughs> he and he did have a music career. Briefly. That's right.
0: He was he was in the in a league with uh, Bruce Willis and yeah. uh um oh who else? Hasselhoff. And uh um, Murphy. A Murphy a. Murphy, too. uh Patrick Swayze.
1: Um but I think the thing that we're forgetting here um, is that he was the voice of Falcon in G.I. Joe, the movie.
0: I did not know that. So how can I forget something I didn't know? So,
1: but I know. And I know I, it slipped my mind because it's been a while since I've watched G.I. Joe, the movie. <laughs> and just for just so we're clear here, this is a movie that they were going to release in 1987 had Transformers the movie not tanked miserably at the box office.
0: And that's since become a beloved cult classic. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, this is the cartoon where like like coworker man turns into a snake. Uh, you know Burgess Meredith shows up. Um, it's pretty bizarre um but (laughs) it's it's a dope flick (laughs) anyway i mean
0: hey it was it was the it was from the era of of uh you know cartoons made from uh uh made as as advertising vehicles for toys that could then go on to films that had uh you know uh, Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy and uh, and and Robert Stack um, and of course Judd Nelson um, you know so yeah back when <laughs> and the that was just Transformers sh- the movie
1: and that is when you know a stack celebrity voice cast meant
0: something <laughs> that's right <laughs>
7: <laughs> that was an unhealthy way for me to boost my self esteem
6: but on the other hand, this Jason T needs to be spilled. Just try to remember what Emmanuel Kant said: "It is your duty
7: to keep your friend's secrets." But my favorite philosopher, Bethany Frankel, would say that I have a duty to mention it all. And if you can't handle the truth, then you can't handle
6: me. All right, once again, I beg you, please listen to Emmanuel Kant and not Bethany
0: Frankel. Oh, well, I-, I just need to. Point I had out to here. look up Bethany Frankel. Yeah,
6: I say I,
1: I, I, um, I need to point out here that. I no other show would a philosopher like Kant, uh, be mentioned in the, in the same, same line as
0: Bethany Frankel
1: as, as a real housewife.
0: Yeah, I have, of course, uh, and, uh, you can put this in the same corner as me, not really knowing who DJ Khaled is. um, is is that i had to look up bethany frankel to learn that she was a real housewife and uh and all that business because i i had no idea she's her own industry from, from what I'm frankel. to
1: understand
0: i i don't know I'm, I'm 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 then unfamiliar with her industry
1: okay she's she's like the kardashian of real housewives she's i think she has <laughs> books she has tv shows she's i'm not sure if she has an app um so, but that's that's why I know. And Does she
0: also take like her closest friends to a vacation on an island or something?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I'm
7: sure she could. <laughs> I'm sure she's I... got the money. Gotta gossip about something. What about a few blind items that I picked up around the neighborhood? You want to know who wears the same dumb shorts every day? <laughs> no, I don't. It's dumb shorts Kathy. Dumb
8: shorts Kathy. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I have been thinking about those very good questions that you asked me, and I'm sorry for the delay. The ancient scrolls I had to consult were very hard to roll back up. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I thought about what you should say to Brent when he asks for your opinion of his novel. Me too. I have a great idea. I'm going to tell him it sucks very hard. Well, (laughs) you're absolutely right that Brent needs to evolve, but there may be... A more subtle way to make that happen.
2: Hey, there they are. Charlie's Angels. So, did you finish uh, the book? What'd you think?
5: Well, very interesting word choices. Mm-hmm. I've definitely never seen the word pants tent used so many times. <laughs>
2: yeah, I kind of just felt like in that moment that that's what the Surgeon General would say. Well, <laughs> let's hear some more compliments. Compliments for when you introduce me. <laughs>
5: Just writing a book
2: is an amazing accomplishment. You bet your butt it is. The story's incredible too. I mean, Chip solves the mystery on page 10. Greatest detective Uh. ever. So hop on up there and just speak from the heart about how it's your favorite book ever.
5: Actually, I have to say, um, the Scarlet Pakistan character is clearly based on Tahani and it's not exactly flattering.
2: Not flattering? I said she's got huge ones. <laughs> Ultimate complo. Yeah, say there.
4: <laughs> Brent, oh, remember our conversation about making mistakes and how the most important shot is the next one? Hang on a second.
2: You guys agree with her? Unreal. I didn't ask to get yelled at by the PC police. You know, I was going to give you 10% off the cover price, <laughs> but now you're going to have to pay the full 65 bucks like everybody else. There's no money here. Book event is canceled <laughs> because of these mean women.
5: Perhaps I can convince you okay. to handle this so, British way. Smile bravely.
1: Mean Women, that is clearly a reference.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um,
1: can we talk about the it's use of the It's an episode
0: word? full of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is probably the, the real moment where you realize that Brent is clearly a stand-in for Um, Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. um, And uh, since we were talking about uh, Bethany Frankel um, (laughs) earlier, it made me think that, um, oh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Gossip Guy. Help me out here, Jim. John. What's that? John? Yeah, that John is clearly a stand in for Andy Cohen. Uh,
0: oh. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know who Andy Cohen is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. So
1: um so Jared.
0: <laughs> pretty much everything on Bravo. <laughs> Uh, I stopped watching Bravo a long time ago. Well, that so.
1: probably because Andy Cohen took over. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy Cohen is the guy who came up with Real Housewives. He, I mean, he is like that. He is much like, um, like Jeff. He he built an empire. You know, you know, taking shots at, you know, celebrities. You know, he, um, Hmm. gossiping, things like that. Uh, he's, and he has a talk show on Bravo called Watch What Happens. And he, he loves to, you know, spill the tea on that show. Um, on the clips I've seen.
0: Is that, is that a saying? Spill the tea? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jared. It's, it's, it's a saying.
0: (laughs) i would i would like to take the moment take a moment to um just remind our audience at this point that i am actually younger than jason um (laughs) by a few years uh i am i am not actually uh, an old jewish man in my 60s um (laughs) you're you're
1: clearly the guy who creates the new to who tries to create something new like complo (laughs) what Complo is something new. That what? Short for compliment. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you're is you're, that also a thing? That, no, that's not a thing. That's something oh, okay. that Brent made up uh, mm. for the purposes
0: of trying to sound hip. Uh, I have never made anything up for the purposes of trying to sound hip. I fully embrace my unhipness.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, um, Andy Cohen's best friend is Anderson Cooper. Uh, I know who
0: Anderson Cooper is.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would hope so, man. <laughs> so let's review. Um, you don't listen to Titus Andronicus. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> more. Um, and definitely a lot less than you used to. You don't listen to DJ Khaled. Uh, you don't um, listen to Bethany Frankel, um, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, and um, you don't know who Andy Cohen is. And you don't spill the tea, both literally and figuratively. Um,
0: I'm much more of a coffee guy.
1: Yes. So you'd be <laughs> spilling the coffee, not the tea. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, you're, um, wow. I, you've given, you have, if Did anything, I break you? What's <laughs> that? I, I am broke, you. dude. I, I, I am, I am here beside myself. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I thought,
0: you're like, how can this person who knows so much about pop culture have no idea of what the fuck is going on in pop culture in the last like 20 years?
1: I, I thought I was, um pre behind on pop culture and what the kids were up to and um you sir um have given me hope um that i'm doing just fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that I- i'm doing better than most um or maybe or maybe you're telling me now that i should be spending my time doing other things than trying to keep Yeah, up.
0: you know, I like to look at it as um I have more space in my brain for uh for important things. I I, I don't know that it's true, but I like to think of it that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I clearly have some work to do <laughs> with priorities <laughs> and how I spend my time. Thanks a lot.
0: Uh to, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Anyhow, man. let's get to potentially the... I don't even know what we were talking about anymore, but let's get back into the show and hear what I think may be the best line of the entire Better episode.
5: And allow a steady drizzle
8: to slowly wash away your sadness over 50 years. F that. Simone is not the problem. Brent is.
0: Okay, so, so we'll get back to Eleanor being, you know, finally being right here in a sec. But because we cut it off, I just want to remind everybody... That the line is, uh, you know, the British way is smile bravely, bury your feelings, and allow steady drizzle to slowly wash away your sadness over fifty years. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I don't think
0: that. the British have the corner on that. Uh, you know, I, I I think it extends to to other, uh, uh, you know, that, that that felt a little uh, close to home to me. <laughs> Yeah, you're well, granted I'm not fifty. You're a walking, yet,
1: but... talking merchant ivory movie. You are Howard's <laughs> end. <laughs> you are the remains of the fucking day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're Anthony Hopkins staring out the window, stiff upper lip.
0: <laughs> oh boy. You're yeah, not wrong. I <laughs> know <laughs> I'm
1: not. <laughs> and you were letting you're letting your your feelings for Emma Thompson just drift away like a slow drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but back back to back to Eleanor being right finally. Yeah.
8: Is. Yes. He needs to change and walking on eggshells around him ain't gonna do the trick. We need to throw the egg right at his face.
4: You're right, enough is enough. He lived on earth for almost 60 years. This experiment is more than halfway over. He's got to improve and we can't wait forever. Janet, where is he now?
3: Take a wild guess.
4: <laughs> hey bud, what you up to, gripping and ripping? Trying to, <laughs> just seems like the big dog don't want to hunt today. Simone was very mean to me, maybe even a little racist. Well, listen, art is subjective. (sighs) More importantly, no other way to put this, buddy. You made a mistake. Your actions hurt people. You have to take responsibility for that. You need to come back and apologize. Take the first step toward healing the neighborhood. Fine. I'll be the bigger man,
2: just like my dad. When he
4: single-handedly
1: took on all those class-action lawsuits. Oh, boy. I just wish I could get... Do you know the logo of... He's finally not wearing a, a, a polo shirt that reflects his company that he brought to $94 million. Um, do you know what that logo is? Because I'm not sure that's Princeton.
0: Uh, I I don't know.
1: Whole, um. I'll Google. You can keep playing. Okay,
6: yeah through to the guy. I I wonder if he'd respond to some social contract theory.
5: Why are you trying to help him? He doesn't even know you exist. He doesn't see other people.
6: I mean, he did call me a four-eyed coward who probably dry humps books, but why not be a bigger person and rise above it?
5: I'll tell you why, because doing that sends a message that it's okay to be treated this way, and it's not okay to treat anyone that way, not Tahani, not me, not even
4: you, Igby. (laughs) Everyone, gather around, please. Brad has something that he'd like to say
2: okay regarding my critically acclaimed novel i am very sorry if you were offended okay not an apology yes it was okay fine i'm sorry if what i wrote which was perfectly okay somehow made you feel like it wasn't okay but you know what that's on you brent Wrong direction, bud.
5: No, sorry man. Either apologize for
2: real or stop wasting our time. Okay, you know what? I'm actually not sorry at all. How about that? Is that what you want to hear?
8: Very obviously not. You know what, why don't we take a break? Let's all get a snack.
2: Not until they give me the complos I rightly deserve.
8: You want a complo? I'll give you a complo.
5: I didn't think it was possible to write a book as awful as yours. I literally didn't think human beings were capable of such a racist, sexist poppycock. Also, Chip Driver is either a private eye, or the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, or the world's strongest president. He cannot be all three.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. This is a disgrace. I accomplished something. I wrote a novel, and now my integrity is being attacked. I've been called racist, sexist, I don't have a racist or sexist bone in my body. I am Brent Norwalk and I'm a good person. I'm in the good place, you ever heard of it? And I'm here because I deserve to be here. I'm here because I earned it, by being the best. Ugh, you're ridiculous. Yeah,
6: and you're a condescending bench. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, don't talk to her that way, please. Hey, I have an idea. Let me summon a few philosophical works so we can use- uh, Enough uh, with the frickin' books, Igby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You probably don't know this, but that character's based on you. No, I, I knew it, man. Oh,
2: look out. Ah! I'm being attacked again! I'm sorry, that was unintentional. Fuck you! Yes!
8: Uh, uh. So I'm thinking bagel bites? For the snack? Uh,
6: uh.
0: That was the fucking best. That was. Um, Cheedy just laying him out that was awesome. I'm a pacifist i yeah I want to say that, but you know there comes a time when somebody just really needs a punch in the face. well, it's the only way you can well no, like
1: well, for one, he I don't know who hit first was it Brent or try? who swung first was it Brent Brent or shoved him, yeah.
0: So, like, how would someone Well, react? I mean, you could argue that the book made the first strike. That's true. Uh, Books always causing trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're... <laughs> Starting uh,
0: shit. Dropping knowledge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he put his book on Kindle, none of this would have happened. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, we didn't even remark on the fact that he's charging fucking sixty five dollars for his book. that is utterly ridiculous <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I, it's I, the kind I,
0: of book that you're gonna end up finding in the bargain section in six months for five bucks
1: yeah, I'll be the um yeah they'll be the one in the used uh the used bookstore at the library literally a month after it comes out. Why did we buy so many? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> we thought it'd be a big hit, this chip driver mystery. <laughs> um, I would, however, um, though I he, he definitely can't be all three, I I wouldn't mind a mystery novel about the Detective Quarterback.
0: Um Who's also the strongest president?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's I, I feel like he could get away with two. Uh I feel it's, like he could so, either be So you're
0: saying it's the trifecta that kills it.
1: Yeah, he he, he definitely can't be all he definitely can't be president Corbeck I mean, in the that Chicago moment Bears.
0: It sounds like uh what was the what was the character in the film? Written and directed and starred in by uh, Michael Scott in the Office, <laughs> God. right? Yeah, that guy. That guy could be all three.
1: <laughs> um, or uh, who's um the FBI agent in um, Parks and Rec? Burt Macklin. Burt Macklin. Yeah, <laughs> I would, and I would read the hell of a Burt Macklin novel. <laughs> Speaking of fan that's our That's what we do. We write the Burke Macklin novel. That's how we get on the radar, man. So that,
0: that's there we go, that's our ticket. That's, that's our, our ticket, ticket. To, to stardom. <laughs>
3: oh. Ah. Middle aged American male fragility. You know why they're called baby boomers, right? Because the tiniest little pinprick to their ego and boom, they become babies.
0: I mean that was it. We were forked. Six I take it back, that's the best line in the episode. Um the uh, Bad Janet's observation on baby boomers <laughs> is spot on. It's it's great. It's amazing.
1: It's definitely the mo- the, the smartest thing that Bad Janet has ever said.
0: Yeah. The yeah, well, I smart mean, but her observation that. about Brent was also correct. Yeah. He, they were not going to teach him a lesson that way. I mean, he the was never third, gonna learn.
1: that being the first thing, her observation on Brent being the second thing, and that fart at the beginning being the third thing. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Months of painstaking work trying to help the four humans overcome their worst instincts and bond as a group. And in a poof, it was gone.
3: I told you, man, humans suck.
4: (laughs) Well, this story has one more chapter.
8: So, today was bad. Today was very bad. Everyone, for sure, lost a bunch of points. (laughs) And I don't have a solution.
5: Okay, well, Let's reset. I'll do something mildly iffy and let John make a small, good decision to help. I could tell him I'm going to get the ombre highlights and let him talk me out of it. What's wrong with
8: ombre highlights? (laughs) Please, this week has been hard
4: enough. I could say...
1: I think that's a gif for this week,
4: by the way. (laughs)
1: Is it? Yeah. um, This week has been hard enough.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yes. That's very true.
1: I did have to look up ombre highlights, though.
0: I I was I was done by then. I didn't I didn't bother. I, I didn't know what they were talking about. I I didn't look. Um, would you like to know?
1: Sure. Since I've been teaching you so much today. <laughs> yeah. Um, ombre and sombre, short for "so ombre," are highlighting techniques that use, bala balayage or and, or highlight foils to lighten the hair at mid head instead of at the roots. The effect is similar to having months of worth worth regrown, but in a frame fra- framing enhancing way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so great. <laughs> So dark uh, at the root,
1: dark at the root, and it blends into a lighter shade as it gets to the ends.
0: It's it's the um, hairstyle equivalent of, of um, uh, like, pre-cutting the holes in your jeans.
1: I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Like, I didn't realize that, like, people did that on purpose. And I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because
0: it it usually uh is a thing that that people are like oh i need to get my roots touched up or whatever right
1: yeah as someone who dyed to her a lot in college i had no idea that did you really oh dude i have yeah. every color of the damn rainbow i was a it's quite the punk and then i've,
0: nev- I've never never dyed my hair and then, you know, I mean, the most adventurous thing I've done is grow it long. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: and that's because. And is that pre or post COVID?
0: <laughs> no, that that was pre. That was actually a decision. Yeah, um, yeah. it looked insane. I, I I I had it down to my shoulders. It was. this um, I was actually, if and if it was wet, it was down past my shoulders. Yeah. My um, when dry, my hair will just my hair just you know curls mm-hmm. up and and shrinks. Um, so, but yeah, it, it dry, it was down, it was down to my shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I had, uh, a really like long scraggly beard and, um, and this, this, this really long hair. And, uh, it, it, I looked insane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're describing my look before, uh, six months into COVID. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: I, you were nice
1: enough not to say anything, but
0: no, no, no. I'm saying I, I, I know I have you beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handily, um, I looked like, uh, like Chris Cornell had had let himself go. <laughs> R.I.P. Chris Cornell. I, but
1: um, at one point, I had dyed my hair so much that I had turned it orange, like Danny Elfman Oingo Boingo orange. Wow. Um, and. I ended up shaving it all off. And I had these Ozzy Osborne blue tinted glasses at the time and <laughs> whew, that was something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I've just I've never I've never uh been interested in playing around with my style that much. I'm too I'm too interested in just being uh you know i I feel like i um am uncomfortable enough uh normally being myself around other people that i i don't uh, like my my style quote unquote is just i don't give a shit at that point
1: (laughs) well i mean uh, (laughs) never mind what i I as we've established uh, you're, you know you're
0: are you gonna talk about my hats?
1: No, I have no okay. I was never. <laughs> but now that you mention it,
0: <laughs> I just liked the fucking hat. What? <laughs> no, I don't care.
1: I could give two shits about your hat, man.
0: No, okay. What were you gonna say? Come out. I, right? I
1: don't even know what I was gonna say. I honestly don't. I just, uh, it's bringing it all back to things. You don't listen to things. You don't oh, know. right. Yes. <laughs> and so,
0: Hey, you can never be out of touch if you're never in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's your, uh, that's your episode title. Kidding. That's this week's episode title. <laughs>
0: You can never oh, be Oh man. Clearly we got to wrap this up. You can never be hey, in touch Rome's if you're five. always out. <laughs> no, no, no. You can never be out of touch if you're never in.
1: Yeah. You're the one who comes but The way the-
0: you said it, the way you said it sounds bad. The way I said it sounds cool.
1: <laughs> if you think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: boy. Yeah, wrapping this up. Iron, try and get Brent to
8: put it out. I know you're only suggesting that because you've repeatedly said you would look dope in flaming monk robes, but that's actually not a bad idea. Force him to help someone without actually thinking about it. And maybe I'll ask Chitty to lead a class on empathy. Yes. Okay, let's write these down. We've got plenty of time left. We can get back on track.
4: That was an hour ago, right before I came here to see you for the last time for months you and i have been debating are people good or bad but as i watched those three people pick themselves up dust themselves off i realized we've been asking the wrong question what matters isn't if people are good or bad what matters is if they're trying to be better today than they were yesterday you ask me where my hope comes from that's your answer What are you doing? Sending you home. I'm not marbleizing you, Janet. I'm letting you go. I tried to win you over to our side. It hasn't worked. So keeping you as a prisoner just seems cruel. Letting you go home is how I've decided to be a little better today than I was yesterday. Here's your phone. And a uh, parting gift.
3: Oh, sweet. Is that Brent's book?
4: No. uh, I didn't have any cash on me, so I I couldn't get you a copy. (laughs) This is a manifesto detailing everything that's happened with the humans. Janet and I wrote it a while back. She's been updating it as we go. I hope you'll read it.
3: Great thinking. People that get books as gifts always read them.
8: Bye!
0: All right. Now, couple of a couple of things. Uh, one, Michael is right. Um, I think anyway. I think that that that. I mean, to me anyway, that that is the mark of somebody who is a good person. Is that. I mean, because people, everyone is inherently flawed. And the only thing that you can ever strive to do is to be better today than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, allow for the fact that you are going to slip here and there and there are going to be days where you weren't as good as you were the day before. But then that that next day, the intention... What you're striving for is to be better than you were. Um, and I, I almost made myself sick with how optimistic that sounded. But um, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think it's true. I really do.
1: I agree. I, every, every week I try to be, make the podcast a little better than it was the week before. And, and
0: frequently not. we fail, but that's always that's, the goal. Exactly. That's <laughs> always the goal.
1: Uh, and, um, yet everyone, and I think that's why people come back. Uh, so you,
0: uh, <laughs> well, and at the risk of, uh, being not, not better today than I was yesterday, I, I've, I've been biting my tongue the entire episode and through, uh, I, I think, I don't know, I haven't really listened back to our show, but I think for the entire podcast, uh, Leather Janet is a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather Janet, bad Janet, not not uh, who she is as a person, but uh, I, you know, uh, tying this back into the beginning of the podcast with Jonathan Richmond, you know his song "Vampire Girl."
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm all the, about that vampire girl. Woo! It's it's the smoky <laughs> eye and the leather pants, huh? Know, what can I say? Anyway. Um, so on that note, that's the end of the episode. You got any parting observations on that?
1: Um, I've I I do not. Um, I did like I said that it, it the framing device. Like I said at the beginning, I remember just thinking like, "What are we doing here?" Uh, <laughs> no, and, and it ends on a good point, a good optimistic note. Um, it's just why I like the show. It gives me a little bit of hope, and then, or it did, and then COVID happened. Uh, but
0: well, I mean, I still think I, I don't know. It, it it again is an episode that makes me appreciate the show because they didn't. You know, it, it's it's a sitcom, but it's a sitcom that never shied away from talking about what I thought were really important things, mm-hmm. and and you know, and one of those was actually you know reflecting what what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and um and I, and you know and I, and I think that they do it well there's there's nothing where you know i don't know e- e- even to the point of recognizing mm-hmm. that um uh problems with like with with uh with with white guilt you mm-hmm. know and and all that kind of thing I think- so
1: I wonder how I would feel about those episode, how I'd not watch it any other week than election week.
0: Yeah. As, as yeah. Well, name. because even though the episode itself is, is, is more than six months old, it's, 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 I mean, it's almost a year old at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're, we're getting to the point. Um, I'd almost forgot about this, you know, we, cause we were, we were talking, we, I believe we talked about it on the podcast at the time. Um, but they they went um there was there was a pretty significant break between the first half of the last of the final season and the second half of the final season,
1: yeah no it it just i this one like- w- watching it last night just just thinking of this week. <laughs>
0: It was a whole episode of too soon.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of too soon, and, uh. <laughs>
0: which is which is sad because I mean, like I'm saying, this this episode is is not brand new. We're rewatching it at this point, but yeah, yeah I mean, it was it was some laughs that were those ha ha ah, uh that kind of laugh. Yeah, you it's, know? Uh, uh,
1: it's funny because it's real.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. um.
1: But uh, yeah. But
0: anyway, I, I hope that we've in some way managed to to present some sort of welcome distraction. You know, who knows? Again, as we're recording this, we still don't know the outcome of the election. We're hoping for the best, mm-hmm. and hopefully, by the time uh, we post this on Monday, uh, we'll we'll have some some uh, idea, and it will have turned out uh, for the best. Um, yeah, here's hoping. Here here's hoping, yeah. Fingers fingers, fingers and toes crossed.
1: You can't see my fingers against my cool background, but they're crossed.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh if if while you're 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 out there doing your thing and thinking about uh you know it actually it's it's November now. We can be those people who are on the podcast that we listen to where we're saying it's November. It's 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 uh, essentially you know gift buying season already. It's almost the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and what better thing to do than support your favorite podcast and pick up a uh, a uh, 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 mask the fork up chili baby's face mask or pick up uh, some some other what the fork merch. We've got the logo um, that you can buy on stuff, and we've got the drop the underscore like it's hot. Drop some um, dough.
1: Uh, drop the underscore like it's hot t shirt. He can help pay for
0: the help pay for the uh the, the new recorder that we just bought for or, for Jason. So <laughs>
1: or or Tote.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so so there's that. Look for that link in the show notes, but it's on Redbubble. You can search for What the Fork um or search for Hoot and Waddle rather, I believe. Um Put my words and, uh, on your you can face. Find that. <laughs> See, that's not a good way to sell it. I I, 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 that's, that's, that, that we're, we're, we're trying to, to entice people to support us, not turn them off of supporting us. Uh, um, but, uh, and other than that, do, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, very, very important to be taking your, to be taking care of yourself at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, what we can do with the result of this we we've we've done what we can just uh I don't know as as to paraphrase Michael you know strive to be better today than you were yesterday and uh while you're at it take it sleazy chilly babies
1: <laughs> well done sir
0: This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hooten Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hoot and you.